Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hiya, it's the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 256. Uh, there's a big thing that is going to be dropping on the Nerdist channel Monday, September 17th. I can't say what it is yet, but it's a thing that will be relevant to your interests for a couple of reasons. So the way that you will find out about this is either I will be talking loudly about it Monday, the 17th of September, or you can subscribe to the Nerdist channel at youtube.com slash Nerdist. Uh, it's one of the biggest uh, things we've ever undertaken, and I am very excited about it. So uh, big, big, big fun. I would like to thank uh, Hover.com for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Home Hover is domain name registration and management that is super simple. You can upgrade to a premium domain if you want. Premium domains are domains that are shorter or they're common words like shoehorn. Um, yeah, someone's got to have shoehorn, right? Everyone's got everything on the internet. Anyway, you could get something like that if you wanted to. Hover will help you figure out how to get it. Those are going to cost you a little bit more. But, uh, you know, if it's something that was going to drive traffic to your thing, your crazy shoehorn business, uh, maybe it's made of a Bakelite, then uh, who knows? Then maybe it's worth it for you to invest that money. If you just want a standard non-premium domain, that is fine too. As a matter of fact, for a standard domain, if you go to Nerdist.Hover.com and use the offer code Nerdist, you're going to get 10% off your domain that is hover.com h-o-v-e-r domain name registration and management that is simple thank you for supporting the nerdist podcast hover.com uh this episode was super 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 fun we recorded this if you're listening to this the day it came out we recorded this last night at meltdown comics uh in the side annex room uh it was super this was basically uh, brian posein is kind of putting together his own sort of comedy tour with comics that he loves uh, it's called comedy mutant so they're going to be doing their first show at Club Nokia uh, on Friday, September 21st. If you go to clubnokia.com, you can get tickets. The lineup is insane. It's Posehn, Arge Barker, Kyle Kinane, Fortune Feimster, Pete Holmes, Ron Funches, and Sean Patton. And they'll probably be surprised drop-ins too because it's in LA and it's those guys. Uh, so I highly recommend that show if you at all like comedy. It's an 8.30 p.m. show. Again, Friday, September 21st at Club Nokia in Los Angeles, California. That's the other catch. You probably need to be West Coast or you don't have to be you could just come out if you wanted to if you're hardcore 
But uh, one of the fun things about doing a podcast like this is so much of us uh, as comics get busy and we just don't hang out much socially anymore. Not because we don't want to. We just get caught up in our own lives and some people have kids and, uh, you know, and uh, others of us have uh, a, a work that's like our kid. And so this is an amazing excuse to get together and actually just hang out. I mean, this really was just a huge hangout session. Uh, it was me and Posein and Pete and Funch, Ron Funches and Fortune and Myra. Uh, and it was a blast. So I, I just, I love these guys dearly. And uh, we just sort of, we just kind of do what comics do when you get together. We just talked and shot the shit and made a bunch of dick jokes and talked about comedy. And it was uh, so much fun. So here it is, the Nerds Podcast, episode number 256 with Comedy Mutant. A.K.A. Brian Posehn and Friends. Now entering Nerdist.com There you go. What if God were? It is. I can tell by the countery thing going up, up, up. Just a stranger <laughs> on a bus. I already started recording, Katie. It's a remix. So if we have to use the backup, it's not going to get the full episode. Because this is the episode. <laughs> Ron Funches. I made it. What if God was Ron Funches? Ah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Don't stop singing this song. <laughs> Just a stranger on a post saying, Just trying to Make buy a bunch, bunch of, of comics. Comic Who are we missing? Are we missing someone? Oh, Jonah Ray. Yeah. Well, and Dave Rath wanted us to wait for a minute. Hey, buddy. We should just move on without him. You know what? They'll show up when they show up, and then we can just start. That's what I say. We'll wave to them. Okay. Hey, how, does everyone sound okay, Katie? I've only been singing Joan Osborne. <laughs> how do I sound? Katie, I just, I, I've said it the last time, but not when we're recording. I think you should marry Pete so you could be Katie Holmes. I just, yeah. I just not a bad, not a bad idea. I just want that to happen. Katie Everybody Holmes, is. very hot right now. And he's not a Scientologist. You don't know <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they, they have the most appealing campaign. They put flyers under our doors that said, "Are you curious about you?" And I was like, "Go on." <laughs> <laughs> like all that free stress. I'm narcissistic. Yeah, exactly. That was the first question. It's a yes. To narcissism if you fill out the survey. Brian Posehn, how are you? Good. Are we doing this? This is fucking we're recording, dude. <laughs> oh, wow. I wouldn't we be... It's going to be a good one. I wouldn't be spewing those <laughs> rips. Oh, God. Are you heckling me? We're on the show together. Listen, seven comics in one table. What could possibly... Oh, you didn't know... That's all I'm going to do on these shows. <laughs> My set next week is going to be depending on what you say, and, and then, then I'll go out and go, oh, what about that? <laughs> oh, no. That's my opener. You're the comedy mutant that tears us all down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, you no, just you. you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you oh, what, no! What you should do... I like Ron. <laughs> actually, get Pete's set list, but then act like you haven't seen a set, and then your whole set is just... Pete do the bit about the telemarketer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you couldn't even be bothered to watch. <laughs> I just had somebody do uh, uh, you know talk on a subject before I went up. I never usually worry about medals or openers like touching on something that I'm going to touch on, you right, know, cuz people 
Well, yeah. Hmm? Or as people. Right. <laughs> but this guy did a joke about shitting on somebody's back, and I have a joke about shitting on somebody's back. <laughs> like, of all things. Back hack. Can you not do the shitting on the back thing? Because I'm going to do my shitting on somebody's back. I love that. Like, there I've was... never had to have that conversation about something Year, like that. Years ago, I had I had a thing that I, a thing that I thought of, and I was like, this sounds like a Posein joke, and I called you, and I was like, Brian, do you have a bit where you say that b- balls are just dick tits? And you're like, no, and you seemed kind of put off by it, and then I saw you at Comedy Deathway that night, and you're like, Hardwood called me and asked me if I had a butt. Why am I the guy that people think has jokes about balls being tits? Am I that guy? Like, when you told that story, I thought for certain you would be like, yeah. <laughs> My second album was yeah. called Dick Tips. <laughs> Old man dick tips. If you steal that, I'll kill you. <laughs> this is my dick tits, man. What was, what was the different angle on the shit on the back? Was it very... <laughs> Uh, was it very similar? No, only only in that it was about shitting on somebody's back. So could he have changed it to shitting on thigh or foot? Um, yeah, I think so. Was it sex shitting, like Hitler stuff? No, his was about uh, why he doesn't um, jump out of airplanes. Because when you when you have to go <laughs> the first time you're with somebody. Oh, you know, tandem. Yeah, tandem. Oh. And then he's going to shit on their back. Mine is that I can't fart on my friends because my asshole is so unreliable now. <laughs> Uh, what? That there's an 85% chance if I fart on my friend, I'm going to shit on his back. Would you want a bionic uh, asshole? Like if someone could put like a... Like if they so could you, put, you could yeah. say face or something. I'm trying to reconcile this issue. It's already yeah. been handled. Yes. <laughs> like, wait, I, I think there's a way for both of these jokes to be in the show. I'm worried about your unreliable asshole. What's, what, what, what's gone you, horribly wrong? When you get old. And you drink whiskey, and well, you don't anymore, which is good. No, you, you have gay sex. <laughs> no, it's you don't know what happens when you drink a lot of whiskey. <laughs> oh no, that's not what it. <laughs> and then someone shit. Oh, no, so I know. Sh- oh no, no, then I left out a part where someone no, shows an action. You're sideways in exactly. your asshole. Not taking care of yourself for like your entire life, and yep. then are we on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then drinking, <laughs> drinking whiskey. Every fart's a gamble. possible farts into uh, maybe diarrhea. Gentleman Jack, every yeah. fart's a gamble. <laughs> it's a fart with benefits. Oh, gross. Well, it's what? more a joke than it is an actual sure. thing that I'm bothered I, you by know, every day. With yeah. the skydiving, though, he'd be shitting on, his, on a Stomach. guy's penis or well, something. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. really make sense. What's that? He said back. Yeah, who is this guy? He doesn't understand skydiving, yeah, obviously. obviously. I'm just kidding. He's I was teasing. an instructor, so he's on the other side. So now Pete's going to go home and write a shitting on a back. <laughs> <laughs> come, come see the Comedy Mutant Show. Every comedian does a shitting on the back joke. Sometimes for a porno, they'll be like, every girl takes it in the ass. This tour, every guy has a shit on the back joke. Come see it. You guys got to work on yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking as we speak. <laughs> Funches, you ever go skydiving? Never. Why not? Because I'm afraid of shitting on people. <laughs> See, one, it's a one normal five. fear. Apparently, it's a big phobia that's going around. I now. couldn't even think of the word skydiving. I said jumping out of planes. <laughs> I don't necessarily have to be diving. I don't want to put all my faith in a strap. That's what yeah. she said. I don't. Okay. I never thought about that before, but now that you've mentioned that, now I would have a total anxiety about. Yeah. Shouldn't like you would have to. It would have to be. Like you were doing an anal scene in a porn, like you'd have to clean out fully. Yep. And then go to bleaching. I'm sure it's happened. 
What, the shitting? Do yes. It, you need an enema first? You'd have to do an enema. You'd have to do a pre-dive <laughs> enema. You know when you're going to shit is, yep. Are you guessing that that's what people do in pornos? Or did you hear that they do that? Some, I would just assume they would. Some Otherwise, pornos, they show that process. Oh, my, right. My brother had a porno that like had some backdoor that he action. was in? And my brother was in it. My brother's name is John Holmes. That's actually, oh, that's, that's real. <laughs> that's real. And it included the enema. And I remember watching it being so confused and also aroused. Was that just like a of, behind the scenes thing? Or? I guess so. But it was, it was like, like, I guess that was a VHS box. VHS extras. It was a VHS extra. A making of this porno. You bought the original Criterion release. Because you really want to know their process. Yeah. Enema of the state. It was all a political anal drama. I'm just frantically trying to think of other enema. I'm a joke. <laughs> enema Behind at the enema gate. Lines? Enema oh, at the okay. gate. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> With friends like this, who needs enemas? Yeah. Right, come on, guys. <laughs> Frenemas. Frenemas. We're frenemas. Oh my god. We don't talk a lot, but we clean out each other's assholes. <laughs> We're frenemas. They say an enema is a key to living a long time. Old, uh, old uh, gentleman Jack over here. You should try that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love my new name. <laughs> come see, gentleman Jack. Uh, so how? So is this your tour, Brian, that you put together and then invite a bunch of comics yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> we'll sell it. Good, good. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it actually it is. Uh, you know, we were talking about like comedians of comedy is one of the coolest things I've done, and I really miss it. And yeah. I've been talking about like doing my version of that at some point, and that's uh, what this is. It all just sort of came together. With, you know, with uh, we. Have uh, a couple of us have the same manager, and he's walking into hey buddy. the room. Right, hey buddy, hey. <laughs> the cookie. And, uh, you know, he was. What a good manager, hey buddy. <laughs> he was like, "What if it's these guys? Yeah. And then what if you call it this? Yeah. And I, I just went, "Okay." <laughs> so, comedians of comedy. That was Pat Pat Tone. Oswald. Oswald. Uh, Patton. <laughs> Zach Gallifer. For Nikki. And, and Marie Bumpho. <laughs> Mary Bam. Mary, Mary Bam. Yeah. But it was one of the most fun things I've been involved with, and I've been looking to get that kind of thing a tour because. Pat. Maybe like the crazy star. dad at Thanksgiving, like, we're going to be a family. <laughs> 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 they don't know that. <laughs> You're getting the band back together with yes. different members. Mm -hmm. I like that. He's a journey. to be involved. And so your show's at Club Nookie, and then where else are you guys performing? That's it on the book so far. Okay. All right. It's all, all right. contingent on people coming out oh, to this, this really one. <laughs> yeah, but you can't, you can't judge a tour by Los Angeles. I mean, like, right. Los, Angeles is a, Los, Los Angeles is a unique animal, and it, it's, you know, I'm sure you guys will do fine. But I, but I do know that people... Smash cut, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you ever shit on a back, 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 back? Empty, Just a breath. Pretty good, buddy. 10% <laughs> of those nutter butters are mine. Joke twice. Made it twice. Wow. Make it twice. Make the joke twice. Okay, go on. Funches, you got to jump in sooner or later. Come on. What's happening? He's honey funches. Happy to be here. I feel like I should be getting you guys water. No, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> funches and I are both rocking Portland shirts. You've got your ground control shirt, and I've got my pal's bookstore shirt on just blocks from each other absolutely blocks from each other just a big ass sandwich between us that's right fortune where are you from fortune uh north carolina you are north carolina i am yeah nice and i met i feel like i think the first time i met you i was hosting new faces at montreal is uh -huh. that right yeah and you and you i did that a couple of years ago and then we did the round table and we did the round table yeah Chelsea lately. that's right yeah. which i haven't done i don't I don't do Chelsea anymore. Are you still doing the show? Yeah. Well, I work there full time. I'm a writer. Oh, so I guess that's uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the course. Or I'm in some tiny outfit that's 
really inappropriate. That was a fun. I did the show for three years. It was actually it was actually a really fun fun show. Why they no, stop calling you, Chris? You. What? Why they stop calling you? I think the note was we're gonna take a Hardwick break. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yikes. I, well, I did the show for three years, and um, how long has that show been on? Like five years, I oh, think. Wow. And I did the show for three years, and you know, I you know it was really fun to do, but I felt like. It might have been a little square peg, round hole. I mean, I would, I would, I would try to force some, some nerd jokes on there, much yeah. to the dismay of the audience there. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, like they gave me three years on that show, and it actually, it, I, lo I loved doing the show because there, was, as you know, as comedians, there were so few outlets for comedians to do comedy on television, sure. and it really was like you know, you get the topics the day of, you write jokes. It's a crash, you know, like it's yeah. it's kind of just gets your mind. I've it never was, done that show, but those kind of shows are really fun to do. They're like, really great. That's what Tough Crowd was back in the day. And it was a, it was it's a great it's a great thing for comics because you know, as you know, there's not a lot of stand up on television, mm -hmm. and there certainly wasn't at that time. Um, Comedy Central's doing some more, but it's like you know, people would just kind of drop stand up from late night talk shows, yeah. and so that was a way, and it actually helped com comedians mm -hmm. sell tickets, and you uh, know, yeah, and so. it's sure. like the credit on the road now, like if you yeah. look at posters mm -hmm. for all the comics. Yeah, it was very helpful, but I think you know, just at a certain point, I, yeah, I did the show for three years, and I think they were. Yeah, I think they cycle people in and they out. They cycled to, in and out, and, and they like you know, they're like, go on, do your thing, and it's a good platform. The funny sure. thing about it is that I was kind of getting to a place where I was like, I don't know if I should. Like I'm not sure this really fits my voice anymore. And then that was right when they were like, "I think we've, I think we're, I think we're going to take a Hardwick break." And then I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, uh, but it just it happened at the same time. But yeah. they got to it first, and then you I can't fire like, me. I was going to break like, up with come you. Come on, man. Oh, fuck you. you. I quit. You can't fire me. <laughs> Wait, can, can I come on one more time? And they're like, "Okay, fuck you. I quit." Yeah, yeah. It's basically, I have to go back on one time. But it, it's, I did uh, that in most well, of my I job. But I it, miss you. It was really. I miss you too, and I missed doing the show with Pete and Bronger and and. Oh, sweet. I've actually never done it. I thought you did the I've show at least once. Seem like I've done it. Yeah, it seems like the kind of thing. Seems I would like do. you would have done that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. I did best week ever. You, you know, did best I, week. Sometimes that gets confused. Now it's all yeah. panel shows. There's a lot of right. panel shows coming mm -hmm. out. And Castle I think you're too show. close to Chelsea. Like all your materials about being a drunk whore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I always throw to a small person. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> I'm really proud of you, Hardwick, for saying I did the show for three years, but I haven't done it lately. <laughs> oh. If I'm gonna think of it, I'm gonna I say. I shall see what you did there. Ah. Are you there, Hardwick? It's, it's me, me. Break. <laughs> I love that you took it so well, and then in my mind, I just smash cut to you in the shower crying with Alana Morissette's uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> I just I put a wig on like Alanis and I'm just naked and I'm balled up on the floor with my wet Canadian hair in my face. I don't know why. No, but she is. The wig was her hair. Just for realism, for cosplay realism, I bought the wig in Calgary just so that I could. You're very method. Yeah, that's right. Alanis was on. You can't do that on television. She was. Yeah, she was. She she was on that. She played herself. Yeah, I was. I heard an interview once and was like, "You were on there. You can't do the television. Who'd you play?" She goes, "I played Alanis." Because everyone just was right. that it was like they were just characters of themselves. Right. I I used to love that. Joke. Moose barf barf barf, barf yeah, burgers. I heard it. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to eat barf burgers so badly. I knew they had boogers and stuff in them. I didn't give a fuck. And Ninja Turtles pizza. Yep. Whatever flavor the Ninja Turtles were eating, perfect to be in this room. I always wanted the pizza from Home Alone too. 
that he gets presented. What you is that filthy pizza? animal. It's just this delicious looking pizza. It's that one and the one pizza. that comes out of the hydrator in Back to the Future too. Yes, that one. Like, oh, that's, that's a good, good looking pizza. That's you know a good movie you know why? pizza. Do you know why? Because Lorraine really could hydrate a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> level four. That's all you need. Hydrate level four. That and was it's some done. sharpshooting. Nicely done. <laughs> why don't we have that? Do you remember when we were kids and Capri Sun looked like the future and now we're adults and it still looks like the future? Like when are we going to be living in that world? I are you doing best week ever now? There's a colored background behind me. This is I love the 80s. It's coming back. <laughs> it no, I still, back. I still actually do like the, the Capri Suns, and I still get excited about... Oh, when you nail it. The last yeah. two times, I've gone straight through the bag. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. It's not working, Am I too Capri strong Sun? for Capri Sun? You're too strong yeah. for Capri Sun. You don't know your own strength. It's made for toddlers that are supposed mm. to be like, I'm a big boy. <laughs> You're that like, straw could ship someone. Yeah. That's a prison weapon. You're like a you're like some weird sort of Kryptonian thing where you're powered by Capri Sun. Like that's, that's <laughs> Oh my god, what if I am? That could be. <laughs> and you I'd just like, get really strong when you're around Capri I'd Sun. I'd like to pitch a uh, Capri Sun commercial where it's a hospital and in, on the IV they put a <laughs> they put a Capri Sun and just drain an IV of Capri Sun into you and then it just says Capri Sun. Or they Sun. put or they put that little aluminum foil thing on a kid's arm and then jam the <laughs> IV in. <laughs> I think that's the other way. It's got to be all little kids, too. (laughs) (laughs) Or they go hyper. The entire hospital ward of little kids. (laughs) I think we're on to something. Don't you think if we ran an ad company, it would be like we'd challenge each other, like take the saddest thing you can think of and and see if you can spin it in a positive way? Sure. A oh bunch God. of kids in a hospital ward, and then their arms are Capri Suns. <laughs> I have some, but Michael Clark Dunkin' Donuts. Just a little bit. <laughs> Go back to frowning. <laughs> Jesus. Michael Clark Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, that'd be dead. the sad thing that Michael, you would do who, now. Who did Michael Clark Dunkin' Donuts? I did. That's, that's, that's for the ad campaign that we're doing, oh, right? That's, Aren't we doing sad things? I, oh, I guess that is sad thing. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, that is a very sad thing. Jeez. Well what done. Thanks, Pete. He died. He's not living anymore. Joe Patrono. I didn't even know he was sick. <laughs> he well, he had a heart attack in July, and then uh, didn't never really left the hospital. <laughs> didn't really pull out of it. <laughs> yeah, didn't make it. Uh, now it's weird. <laughs> now we're drifting into <laughs> Pete Holmes' territory. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan just made it weird. No, I didn't even know. Yeah. Well, I guess so. It is really true. When you have a kid, you just kind of go into baby mode, and you do you lose a lot of what's going on in the world because you're focused on on the baby. I guess. If you're missing out on all that late-breaking Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you, why you go. You don't have the Google alerts? Come on. No, no, and I, uh, I barely pay attention to Twitter, so I'm sure everybody was like, remember him in the Green Mile? Yeah. Like, watch that tonight, you know, and oh, I missed that. Wait a minute. <laughs> we were supposed to, Are you you're okay? You were in a car accident last week. Yeah. We were oh, supposed man. to do this podcast last week, and then last minute, they were like, Brian was in a car accident. Like, what? It was fucking crazy. So you're okay? Rhodes is okay? Everything's yeah. fine? Yeah. What happened? But I, I wanted to murder the person who uh, put my baby in jeopardy. Oh, what happened? Well, we uh, it was six thirty in the morning. He uh, took the baby. Well done. Leaving, uh, leaving downtown <laughs> I didn't Seattle. I want to say that, but I was thinking it. I mean, if you think well, of you it, were in say Seattle. It. Yeah, we, I was up at Bumper <laughs> Shoot and took the whole family. It was one of those crazy things. Like we were so stressed the entire weekend about taking our kid to Seattle. We've never we haven't traveled much with him. And uh, we were wondering how he was going to do, and he had you know all this, and it wound up being like an amazing weekend. Like we took cabs. We were worried about like getting around Seattle with the three-year-old, you know, because yeah. we're such LA parents. We're used to you know our car seat, and and we you know worried about his safety and all that. <laughs> and we get around fine, and now we're leaving uh, Seattle after four days, and we're both like 
basically it just high fived me and Melanie. We were like, <laughs> oh, we made it. Like, we're on our way to the airport. You know, this Nothing went off totally. No, it was now. one of those moments. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. We had both just said, like, well, that went off without a hitch. Now we're going to, you know, fly home and everything's great. And uh, some dipshit was uh, looking at his GPS going to his first day of work. Oh. And uh, he um, totally ran a red. And it was so crazy. Like, you, have you ever been in an accident? Yes, yeah. several. The, f- the few that I've been in, I've always noticed that it feels like time slows down. Yep. And it totally did that again. Like, I remember in high school, I was uh, listening to uh, uh, Hot for Teacher. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that that checks car. out. <laughs> yeah. And some guys coming down the road, taking up two lanes. I grew up in a really small town, Sonoma. And uh, he's taken up both lanes, uh, hydroplaning coming towards me and everything slowed down. I'll bet it looked awesome to the soundtrack yeah, of Hot for Teacher. That was but everything slowed down Sounds as like as he went by me and I flew off the road into a vineyard and it ended <laughs> a nice as he slid by in slow motion of uh, Dave uh, David Lee Roth at the end of the so- or in the middle right after the solo he goes oh my god so whatever whatever I hear that song right. I think of me almost dying that's but then, really weird yeah, that yeah. you say that because I was I was in a car accident my first year of college. We were coming back from Tijuana, like it was like five in the morning. We were driving through the five in Tustin. You and Will Wheaton. It was not. It was not Will. No. Uh, it was some, some high school friends, and um, the guy who was driving got sleepy, <laughs> and he uh, and the, it was kind of raining, and we and he hit the brakes. He kind of dozed off, and he hit the, hit the brakes. There was a car, like a broken down truck, in the in the center lane, and he just hydroplaned into the car, and we all got really fucked up. But I think and Morrissey this, slowed down. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> what shitty music were you listening to? It was an it was an uh, it was an artist called Basha, and the song was called "Cruising for Bruising." Whoa! You were listening to Basha? I wasn't. The guy who was driving was that we were all asleep. That's why he fucking fell asleep. Like that's, uh, that's, that's no like worse than Enya. We should have been able to sue her. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Orinoco Flow is a bad song. Get in a car accident too. Let me sail. Let me sail. Kablam! Uh, yeah. You slid uh, into a vineyard. Who were the, By the, way, who were the I, monks that like uh, that had that the really Benedictine big, yeah, ah, enigma or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Listen, an entire car full of sleeping people. Oh. Ah, we all thought that was awesome. Mm. I remember being in high school. <laughs> well, you're, you're older than me, so you could have been cooler than me, right? I, I definitely was. This is pre-shitting while every time you fart. <laughs> you know, so back in the day, you had better I didn't say music. I shit every time I fart. I know, you're Can a I just say, can I just say, I got to go back and give Pete some credit really fast Yo. <laughs> because <laughs> everyone else kind of skated over it. When you said Rhodes was going up to Seattle, we didn't know how we would do. Pete goes, why did he have sets? I just wanted to acknowledge rewind. the fact that half of me was laughing while the other half was listening to your story. It was a he actually time. did go out with me and he crushed. <laughs> Does that kind of make other... you a little mad? Like, come on. Uh, no, it was like, he's goddamn adorable. Right. And, uh, it, it probably felt like being on stage smile. with Patton. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to carry Patton out. <laughs> <laughs> and, a Bjorn. and I can feel his wet diaper on my arm. <laughs> you care about a Bjorn? I carry, him, I carry him through the crack. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, with a kid, get excited when you see trucks and planes and stuff? The things that they get excited about? 
uh, he's he's already in the superheroes. He like skipped all that thing where really? garbage trucks are amazing and fire trucks. Like we'll drive and I'll go, buddy, a cop cars, fire truck, and eh. <laughs> he's just sitting in the back. It does not give Who's a he shit like? about that. Who's he's a more into all the Avengers. Really, and he knows everybody's real name, and it's wow. it's fucking crazy. Which he's, one is he? My wife is uh, like you're making a nerd clone. Yeah. Like, I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. We have but equal totally time with I tried to come out a jock. I'm sorry. I can't yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. You know, control these things. Maybe it's ball temperature. Ball. I don't know what controls it. <laughs> <laughs> so you, but so back to the accident. accident yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It just slowed down, and, and uh, luckily she tagged him. He didn't hit us. We hit him yeah. and sent him spinning around. And uh, he was like a fucking stunt driver. The guy stayed within the lines. <laughs> like, he... Spun past us, uh, end of the other, uh, I like, past the intersection, and was still within the lines. I like to think as he impressive. was spinning, the GPS was going, recalculate it. <laughs> 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 Turn around. <laughs> Turn around. That sucks. Did you spin and go, last time you went into a vineyard this time, did you like careen into a cheese No, we did <laughs> <laughs> Only delicious, wonderful places. We went into a cheese tasting. No, it was an actual vineyard, not a... I, yeah, I know, it wasn't delicious. <laughs> you went into bitter Merlot grapes. <laughs> I still they weren't even ready to be harvested. <laughs> I have the worst. They luck. showed a lot of potential, though. A little sour. <laughs> These are sideways references. So, everything, so you guys are all okay. We're all okay. That's and good. Yeah, like my neck hurt that day, but uh, you know it was it was so crazy. Brian, as your There's lawyer, I'm going to funny about it, but take uh, that part out. <laughs> like I was, we both, Melanie and I, he was sitting in between us, and so we're both like, and it's just so crazy, like how much you fucking care about your kid now like I want I'm so not violent and yeah. I wanted to go beat the shit out of the guy for like putting my kid in danger at yeah. all and then making him cry for five minutes because he was totally traumatized I'm sure sure. but, but then uh, and he's been talking about car wrecks ever since oh fuck the poor kid must be having nightmares uh, yeah I don't know but uh, he's been talking about every time we drive he's like are we gonna hit that <laughs> oh. you kind of gotta start hitting stuff now <laughs> just to what be is, like okay he's not gonna be surprised by the car crash and adaptation now. What no. was the guy's... Ah, <laughs> that is a it. great... You know great movie pizzas and you know great movie car wrecks. That is a great one. He's going to love the movie Crash. see it coming. Because <laughs> little kids love adaptation. What was the guy's job? Nanny McPhee in adap- adaptation. <laughs> Daddy, his twin brother's like Hollywood. He's the artist. Ah, he gets it. I didn't get it the first time. <laughs> and when his brother takes over the script, that's when the movie changes too. It's so meta. Jesus Christ. <laughs> McKee states. <laughs> what, what, what was the guy's job? He was on his first, way, day, first day. I didn't ask. I didn't <laughs> want to talk to him. I, I, I didn't even didn't go over to where he was because I was so upset. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. And, you must uh, be terrifying scare, or like uh, angry. Me? Yeah, you scare me in regular life because you're, <laughs> you're bigger than me. And, and, you know, Not you're, by you're, much. You're, yeah, but you're clearly a gentle man and a, and a nice guy. <laughs> right. But like, if you lost it, I would, I would just light myself on fire for fear of what you would do to me. <laughs> Be like, I know where this is going. Crossbow to the palate. This is how I express love. <laughs> 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 yeah. himself on fire for no if it makes you feel any better, Brian, he did not make it to work and he was fired. It's possible. I hope so. <laughs> So you haven't had any dealings with the guy. You had to trade information. No, no. Well, because it was the car company, and uh, we were in a town car or whatever, so oh. they took care of all that. Oh, shit. nice. Yeah, yeah. Snazzy. How was Bumbershoot this year? It was fucking awesome. It's always and awesome. The are... And then you go to a comedy club after that. 
It's, uh, it's a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went to a casino after it. It huh. was way different. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so there were no, like, hip young music lovers at the no, casino? No. <laughs> Your shins closer didn't work. <laughs> I could hear the sound of Skittles hitting the floor. Uh, <laughs> maybe they were just trying uh, to. Was the name of the waitress? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, Myra. So what, how are when I'm really because what you're doing. I've only ever seen you do well, Ron. And oh, thank you. And so so what is it? So what? How how do you fare in a situation where it's like a, <laughs> a, a, a like a casino type room? Uh, well, I usually go into it going, "This is going to be horrible." And then it starts being horrible. <laughs> and then I go, oh, I was right. And so I feel down. And then I go, no, fuck you. I'm good. And so then I start doing things that make you me... You say that out loud? Or yeah. Fuck you, I'm good. And then I spend the rest of the set go, telling them why they're wrong. Was it, was, it, was it a full room or is it one of those rooms where it's like people can sit down and eat and watch a show and get up whenever they want? Yeah, they can. I mean, the main draw, there were two draws. The, the first draw was that it was free. The second draw was that you could smoke inside. Oh. And then comedy was the third. <laughs> the third oh, draw. my God. The third least important draw. You're not nuts on the bar. You're ashtrays in the casino. <laughs> Have you ever heard comedians called nuts on the bar? It's no. really degrading. Just like a reason to drink. Oh, nuts on the bar. Yeah, like we're to, nuts to, on the bar. Not, uh, not, not like Brian Posehn, uh, you know, dick tits. You know, right. like nuts. Right. <laughs> like actually salty, spicy <laughs> nuts. <laughs> we're just shit on the back. Yeah. We're, well, that's what we are. We're shit on the back of a skydive of liquor. Where did you start doing comedy, Fortune? I started here in L.A. at uh, the Groundlings. I started in sketch comedy and improv and oh, nice. then uh, went to the comedy store and... What is it like learning to do comedy at the comedy store? It's brutal. It's awful. I mean, well, but that's kind of what made me tough. I'd, I started in the belly room, and I was like, I'll play music for you if you let me do 10 minutes every week. So I was like a faux DJ. I just pressed play on an iPod. It was pretty awesome. Uh, and then just kind of, you know, worked my way up and went right to the OR. And I think that's one of the hardest rooms in the country. Like, people are just staring at you, like... Okay. What Some now? of them seem a little homeless or just I know, strangely like they aggressive. Just, <laughs> they just walk in and like, what's happening? Yeah, the comedy. And then what happened is, when you played a good room? Uh, it felt so did easy. You, I was like, it? oh my yeah, god, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. amazing. You've yeah, been yeah. training with weights. Yeah, yeah I mean, like yeah. once I left LA and started doing some road shows, I was like. Holy shit, people laugh at the worst jokes. This is awesome. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, in LA it was it was definitely uh trial by fire. I just had to kinda work my way through it. But LA is a rough town to mm, learn to do comedy in because there's, there's entertainment I've everywhere. Never no, okay. I always, I never I recommend. It. I still yeah, wouldn't I would recommend tell it. People to leave even and then come back. I would say if you if you're in a city like Austin or Chicago or Portland or Seattle or San Francisco or you know start or Denver like start there or Minneapolis, yeah, Boston, uh, Milwaukee, start there and then go to New York. Like yeah. When you get com- yeah. when you kind of get comfortable in your own town, then yeah. like New York should be your next step because there's just not a lot of yeah. places to perform in LA and the audiences are not. It's a lot of comics. Yeah, that's but all you, you do it for. essentially started here, right? I did, and it was yeah. a bad idea because it took me, you know, I, I built up but all you these... you started in the alternative room. Well, started... I, no, no, yeah, yeah but that's yeah, exactly yeah. right, which actually was bad for me because right. it was, it's, you know, the what worked in those rooms is just not what works in most yeah, rooms in the so country. You never had those brick wall moments. Never had like those moments. she started with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when I started doing The Road, I had to completely 
relearn and redo and I had to turn to crowd work because it's like oh these people don't want to hear stories about auditions <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. it was really they don't want they don't want meta comedy jokes mm-hmm. yeah. were you doing that much road though before you were a name or no 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 it was after I'd been working for a while and I mean then, I, yeah and then you started touring then I started tu- the, then I started yeah. then I started touring um but it was yeah from like 98 to 2003 really I was just performing in Los Angeles and then occasionally in New York but hadn't really done the I mean even even you know guys going to Brea or Irvine oh yeah is a uh, totally yeah. different I just oh, did, right. I just did a thing that that's our road if you want to do a little road go yeah. go to mm-hmm. even the Laugh Factory on a Thursday it's going to be a lot of tourists it's, yeah. it's going to be decent and it'll give you a little taste of how your act would work the Laugh Factory is the places. most road like room yeah. In, in LA. I, it, I, I, haven't, I haven't gone up in there in years, or the comedy store. I mean, I, I feel like I, I've enjoyed the luxury of not having to go up in those. Well, places. I was going to say like, that's our casino like improv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but part I do, of me, part I do of Melrose a couple times a year, and then that's it. And I never even really. Part of me's know. disappointed in myself that I don't. It's like. You know, when you, especially when you do comedy for a long time, and you start to get picky, and you're like, "Well, I really don't want to perform for my crowd," and then another part of me is like, "Yeah, but where you really build muscle is by fucking mm. is is what you're what you're saying." Maybe you should just Absolutely. go on a hard work break. <laughs> can you can you actually take a break from yourself? I guess I could. Yeah, I'll just send myself an email. That's the plot of What About Bob. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just send myself an email. I started doing gay shows. Those spoil you. Oh, the, do the gay shows? The gay Side shows are pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because whenever you can, whenever you can do a show, whenever you can do a show, and it's kind of a themed show, and you have a connection mm-hmm. to that theme. And the alternative shows in LA were basically comedy nerd themed shows. So yeah. a gay show, I would imagine, is even a little more niche than that. Yeah, I mean, they're the, especially gay men. They just want to laugh and they're drinking. Like, like if you want to like have great self esteem, even if you're a straight guy, just go to a gay a gay man show, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, it's hilarious!" <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "Thank you." <laughs> and then you can't go to the Midwest and be like. Well, the gays like know, it. Right? And they're like, get them. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every once in a while, I'll go perform at the Laugh Factory, and then it, like always something weird happens. Where the last time I was there was a couple years ago, and Dom Herrera was doing a Tuesday night show, and he's like, "Oh, you gotta come by and do the Tuesday night." So uh, I was like, "Great." He's mixing pasta as. Chris <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hardwick, you know what? Yeah. Sauce and do I carry a pizza. Around. Around. You never know. Future pizza. So is he, is he Italian? Damarera? <laughs> is that what you're? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he was actually uh, he hasn't been performing for a while. He had to go rescue a princess in a bunch of plumbing pipes. Uh, <laughs> but you should see him jump Yay. on a turtle. So he um, he he invited me to the show. So I show up to the Laugh Factory, and of course he it's a night that he decided not to go, and they don't have me on the list to perform. They're like, oh, we'll put you up. We'll put you up at like 11:55, <laughs> and then Dane shows up. Uh, oh, Dane. Dane, get over here. Yeah, and so, Dane, so Dane shows up and does... Dane. Uh, Dane Clark. <laughs> and so Dane he chef. does He does an hour and a half of pretty much nothing, just like dicking around on stage. He's just trying to work He's out... He's just breaking was, balls up there. He was breaking a lot of balls, uh, <laughs> mainly ours, because he bumped a bunch of people. And then so by the time I actually went on stage, it was like 1.20 in the morning. Good for uh, you sticking around. Most of, the pe- most of the people had left. Oh. And so there was like... <laughs> 15 people. Why did you stay? In the audience. Because I felt, I because I kind of got to a point where I was like, I'm not going to be a fucking spoiled comic and be like, well, I'm going to leave. I'm like, you know what? 
this is his room. This is where, you know, like I'll fucking, that's fine. Sure. Inside it really wasn't fine, but I was trying to make it fine. And then, and then it just was an awful experience. Everyone wanted to leave and I don't know. It was, and it's not like he crushed for a 90 minutes. It just, he just kind of wore them out. If he is ever here at the uh, Nerdist Theater, you should just bump him. Just come in and do an hour and 40. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I wouldn't want to, no, I wouldn't even want to listen to myself do an hour and 40 minutes to stand up. You just show an episode of Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> back to back. And then your comedy makes sense. Yeah. That would, that would be the exact same. The way you felt about his set is about, about, I bet how he would feel about watching Doctor Who. Like, what the fuck is this? Probably. He's, he's kind of wasting time. Yeah, I'll just, show, I'll just show three Doctor Who I don't Doctor get it. Episodes. He's going in a tiny box, but it's bigger. Uh-huh. I don't understand. Um, it's kind of a tricky thing, though, because, you know, not to just defend that, people, more people go to the Laugh Factory because Dane might Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I know you understand that. Yeah. So there's kind of like, we, this, this whole thing happened with but the I can't, But I can't imagine that I would ever, and I fucking, I run a room, and I, I can't imagine ever being in a position where I would feel like, I'm just going to go on stage, even though other people were scheduled, yeah. and perform for 90 here, minutes. I was here minutes. on Sunday. Remember, Funchies, I saw you here. And I was like, maybe I'll jump on the open mic and sure. do 25. And then I was like, no. it's." It, I would have let you on my show. I know. I'm sure. It would have been nice. But I mean, like, not, I don't know. It, it's a weird consideration. I think it's, you know, it's just, I, I just. I, certain guys that are okay with that. Because yeah. a lot of headliners would never do I'll that. Tell you no, this. no, because yeah. you feel bad because you remember it sucks to yeah, get bumped yeah. and you kind of want to be respectful of everyone's time and you don't want to be the fucking guy that other comics are Just like. Just go oh. on at the end. I don't understand. Like, you know, go on at the end. Yeah. That'll be fine. Tosh will deliberately not. Like, I'll never forget it. He was at the improv and he was like, Pete can go first. Like, that'll be okay. Like, he didn't. I was like, clearly, like, you know. Yeah. And he wanted to do a long set. You were so doing your Chewbacca impersonation, and he was like, Pete, Pete really needs to be on stage. Schwarzenegger Chewbacca. <laughs> Please let him on stage so I don't have to. Chop oh, oh, I want to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was organic. It was. No, I it's not like a bit I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what if Chewbacca oh, Schwarzenegger. Oh, thank God I can do my Chewbacca Schwarzenegger <laughs> bit. I've been waiting. <laughs> Steering it the finally. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Any former governor. Here's, uh, here's, che- here, here's Chewbacca Schwarzenegger shitting on DeVito Solo's back. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of want to try it. I did. Yeah, <laughs> you did try it. I mean, <laughs> it's fun. DeVito Solo. Wow. Yeah. I went to Holy twins. Shit. I mashed I, up I twins in Star Wars. Yeah, it took me a minute. Sorry. I'm trying to think of what Dom Herrera would be if he was Han Solo. I can't figure it out, though. Or if Dom Herrera were any of the Star Wars characters. Dom. Leave them to me. I'll deal with them myself. <laughs> Greedo? No. Is that Greedo? No. Greedo? No. <laughs> 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 It's just a here's, green, here's a Dom green Irera. Italian guy. <laughs> you got Jabba's hey, money or what? Come Guido. on. Wait, Dom Irera Han Solo is Guido Empire Strikes shoot. Back. Leia says I love you. And then he goes, forget about it. <laughs> and then it gets frozen by carbonite. I think I got to go with I think I gotta go with Guido Guido. Uh, <laughs> depending on which version you watch, either I shot or I didn't. This cantina's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Am I right? They <laughs> <laughs> got a nice sauce. <laughs> Oh, I know you fuck your brother, but I fuck my mother. Italians! Aww. Italians. Just yell Italians. Sorry, Italians. I would watch this. <laughs> you undid Ron Funches. A lot of my podcasts include the phrase, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to let it slide. My mother's Italian. I can let that slide. That's, that's okay. true story. I give you a pass. <laughs> All right, now I'm a little offended by that. 
<laughs> I'm going to make a ruling. <laughs> Pete Holmes in a Guido too far. <laughs> Pete Holmes goes ruling. one racial step Way too far. <laughs> Guido too far. One step too far. Guido does sound like a decadent cheese, doesn't it? We yeah, have a, no, a, I'd a, have a, it. a lovely goat Guido. <laughs> Maybe it goes with a, with a queso fresco. In the family of Guido. <laughs> How are you? Uh, so when when did you start? Did you did you kind of you started in Los Angeles? When did you start doing the road, Fortune? Uh, I started that right around when I did last comic standing. I yeah. Just how like, was that? I, you know, I was really reluctant to do it because I had watched the other seasons where they lived in the house together, and I was like, no fucking way do I want to be in a house with a bunch of stand-up comics. Like, yeah. I just thought it was terrible. We would all just be moody and yeah. brooding the whole time. Sinking up. Uh, and then when they said it was just going to be all stand-up, I was like, cool. And it actually ended up being a good experience. Oh, and good. Because well, for me, I had been doing stuff in L.A., and only L.A. people knew who I was, and that was like the first time that like, I got to really be on TV. So for me, it was good because it was a nice way to just get some exposure. Yeah, that that's good. I I I had a I feel like I had a weird emotional relationship to that show because I watched season two and it was like Todd Glass was Benson on that season. I think that's the one he was on. And, was in the and, beginning, yeah. and just watching like watching what they did where they would pit basically our friends against each other yeah. and having to go into that confessional booth and say I'm funnier than like, yeah. that just fucking oh, made yeah. me so mad. Of course. Yeah. It just it basically it took. And the, there was so little of the show was actually devoted to stand-up mm-hmm. that I just felt like, you're just taking the worst parts of being a comedian and putting them on television, all the neuroses yeah. and the competitiveness. Yeah. Well, it's more of like a reality show then. They were like, yeah. wanted to see all that backstabbing and weird stuff. Yeah, that bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. But I'm glad, I'm glad the Yeah, well, was like it was the very you. last season. They had, like, canceled it and then brought it back and then tried to do it with just stand-up, and it got canceled again. <laughs> They're like, bring back the reality TV part. I don't know, but... It was cool. It was like a good chance to meet other comics, and they did, uh, you know, brought in a lot of New York comics and people from across the country. Was so. that the Josh Blue year? Uh, no, no, that was the year Felipe Esparza won. I don't know Felipe. Um, oh, since, so you did it when Andy and, and yeah, uh, when Andy, had, when Andy and Greg, Greg and, and Andy and Natasha were the judges. Oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, oh, right. It was. Uh, I don't know if I should tell the story. I might have to cut this out. <laughs> Do it. Right after the first season of, of Last Comic Standing, when Dat Fan won, we were at the improv, and there's a giant ceiling fan in the middle of the bar, and, and he walked under it, and Brian, Brian, Brian leans over and he goes, I wish Dat Fan would fall on Dat Fan. <laughs> 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 I was hoping that's where you were going. When you started to say that fan, I was like, is he going to tell that story? <laughs> I don't mind you using that because I still think that's funny. <laughs> I, I would say it, it right now if he walked into the room. Oh, my God. <laughs> no fan. But <laughs> oh, I would install a fan that he might make the joke again. <laughs> I would get to work. What, what was, you know, what was unfortunate for, like, for someone, for, for, for a guy like that to, to win that show is that he had a, a like, like that. What? A guy like yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you, right? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Katie, what are what are we recording this on? 
I'm just, I'm, I thought we were recording on debt. All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Wow, we all right go out on a real moment. Oh, I know we're all Foreign like, names wow. are hilarious. <laughs> uh, anybody people. record on debt anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> Dave Rass said true debt. <laughs> oh. You're supposed to text that to me so I can read the loud. He's the funniest manager me. once again. But what's interesting, what was Always. interesting, I think, in, in just from, from, from what I had heard for Last Comic Sinning, that he had like a 15 minutes and he won the competition with that, you know, with that 15 minutes, but then didn't really have the hour. When they toured him, he had a rough time. Yeah. Like coming up with the hour it was almost kind of not a mm-hmm. not an entirely fair situation. I heard right, that. right. John Heffron had the same thing. He wrote this pretty interesting advice to people who want to do Last Comic Standing. I'm saying that right, John Heffron. John Heffron, yeah. Heffron. Yeah, but he wasn't already a headliner when he did. I that. He was he doing was. colleges. Oh. He was a big college act. But then he did all of his material, which you have to to yeah. win. And then you go on the road, and no one wants to hear it anymore. Oh. So he yeah. wrote this like pretty good cautionary. I hate that show. I've always hated that show. The whole spirit of it just bugs the shit out of me. It was a bummer. There's but, a great Hedberg joke, and I. Say it, please. Great Hedberg joke where he goes, uh, if you go to a competition with uh, 20 comedians, a comedy competition with 20 comedians, at the end you have one winner and 19 comedians who don't think comedy should be judged. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, but that's kind of how I am. I mean, even if I, I, it, it kind of prostatizes it. Is that a but word? But did you watch every single episode? No, I didn't oh, really watch. Because I would never do that show. But you liked it? And I, I watch. I, I think I've seen every episode ever. Really. Yeah, because I well, I I think because I love stand up so much that I just liked it being represented, even though I thought it was the wrong way to do it. Yeah, that was a big part of just watching comics I'd never heard of, and then also watching our friends in the beginning, and the, yeah, and then like you know the Andy and Natasha and Greg year, just to watch three people that I love, you know. Uh, Judging too, and kind of yeah, I'm kind of basing this on the first year. Right? Yeah. Maybe I maybe I, reality television as a whole makes me very anxious. All the gongs and the and the what, the way they cut it, where it's like your reality well, yeah, what from the seventies. Are you talking about the gong show? It's not a gong as much as it's a deep bell sound where it's like I'll be like. Like, let's say I'm sending one of you home, I'll be like, and the person going home from the Nerdist podcast is, and then you can tell they cut the audio, right. and we have eight shots of you da, guys, da, da. Oh, right. and then that's where the, like, old Belfry, like, Liberty Bell yeah. is just rung. I can't say it. It makes me so tense. But then when someone wins or something, I immediately start tearing up. I can't, I can't handle it. I'm on my period. Really? <laughs> you, you, do, you, do, you, do, you do enjoy the winning aspect? I, I'm a super sucker. American yeah. Idol, any, any of those shows. I was uh, just watching MasterChef. And like, I, I teared was up like, for that, too. Uh, 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 I teared Spoiler. up at I the it. trailer of Katy Perry's Pieces of Me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, she accomplished her dream. Uh, <laughs> she made it. I, she used to just sing in front of a mirror with a brush for a microphone. And now... I teared up at the album Pieces of You. <laughs> Aww. Aww. That's adorable. <laughs> I, li- I, I do like that one song. <laughs> <laughs> We're all firecrackers, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Comics, we have crusty outer shells and creamy soft centers. Yeah. We're all just sensitive. You said that because there's Oreos on the table. I didn't, but that you made a good connection there. There's also Nutter Butters. And yeah. no one's touched on any of them. What are they going on with that name? Nutter, butter? There's nuts and butter? But- <laughs> well, it's peanut butter. It's yeah, nutty peanut, peanut butter. Peanut oh, butter. I it rhymes. Okay. Johnny Cochran thought of it. I don't know. Are you on like, a 30-year-old treat? <laughs> well, that's what our uh, manager brought to us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pete, Pete, my friend, you were sitting on 15 minutes of gold. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Nutter Butters? Why do they name it that? Nutter Butter. 
Peanut butter with nuts. It's already nuts. Standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with the box? <laughs> I love doing Seinfeld every day. Oh, was that Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good time to plug that I'll be taping my special in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plug it. Oh, I will on October 23rd. Come see that. I'll open, oh, I'll open for myself as Seinfeld. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That'd be a really interesting idea to 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 take on the persona of another comic and open as that comic. You're like, oh, I'd love listen, to. Seinfeld's never going to open for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to be Seinfeld and open for me as Seinfeld. It's the most fun thing to do. I I, I love doing impressions that are overdone, and si- that's my bad Seinfeld. But it's the most fun thing in the world. Have you ever tra- have you guys ever tried to just for fun write comics, write jokes for other comics, just sure. to see what it's like to write in their voice? Yeah. You mean they give like, not for a joke real? To no, no, no. Just, just, just for fun. Like, see if you can write like. Well, that's how Seinfeld started. Because Larry David gave Seinfeld material for his birthday. Like he wrote him some jokes. Like he did exactly what you're saying with the comic we're talking about, and gave it to him. And Seinfeld read it, and it was Larry David's jokes out of Seinfeld's face. And it was like they were like, "We have a winner." You know oh, what I mean? That's and then good. they started working together. Oh, I never heard that. Mm. Some of these will just be anecdotes. They're not always going to be like really fun. Well, I think, I think that could be, that's, that's an interesting way someone for... Someone learned something for, somewhere. I think that's an interesting way for young... I mean, I wouldn't try to rip off someone's style, but I think if you... But if you think of, if you think of someone you're influenced by and like, you know, sometimes it just gets you out of your head. Like, what would that... Well, isn't that what you're doing anyway when you start... I guess without being conscious yeah. of it, you are. I think are. a lot of guys... Yeah. I mean, Everyone goes through a Hedberg yeah. phase. And Can a you, Brian Regan phase. And a Brian Regan phase. You'd, you could argue I'm still in my Brian Regan phase. <laughs> <laughs> I had when I started, a, this, it was a bunch of guys in San Francisco doing like a Jake Johansson thing. Yeah. Because he was like, you know... That's God, back so then. fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I write about great. being a drunk straight chick every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm like, I can totally tap into this. <laughs> you know, I felt it's funny with with the Chelsea show. I felt like I was on thin ice, and then the last time I did the show, I never. I never attacked anyone else on the panel, mm-hmm. but I would always see Joe Coy and Chelsea go back and forth at each other, and I took a shot at Chelsea, <laughs> and it just something in me was like. That didn't land the way I wanted it uh-huh. to, and it, I almost she rolled with it, but I was yeah. like, I don't think You're like that's it. I don't think I think it might have just with Marin I, I think it might have just been the thing that just was sort of like mm-hmm. okay, and I don't know if I had just invented that that story in my head of like that's that's what happened, but in my but but I I felt it at the time. I was like, I don't know. Do you remember I just, the joke? Um, it had something to do with... You're a drunk whore. No. <laughs> She's had, like, how dare you? It had something to do with like her and like fucking a, a Executive? rapper, like 50 oh. Cent or something. And I was like, you know, like, well, I've read the tabloids and apparently you have blah, blah, blah. It was like one of those. Uh-huh. And it got a, it got a mild laugh and then she, she rolled with it. But I just, you know, we're hypersensitive to rooms. Oh, yeah. And you can mm-hmm. tell when something... And I was just like, God, I don't know. And then... The next time, that's it was right after that that they were like, okay, I think we're ha <laughs> ah, really we're good, yeah. I was thinking about today, like if I if we did a show with John Ham or something, would you make a I've seen your penis joke? And I was like, you can't, not with the Ham. No, he's a, he's a national treasure. You sit that one out. You can't talk about his penis at all. Well, I would. I'd be like, look at that dong. I feel like we would. <laughs> We had him back on. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. He would talk about it. Yeah. But I mean, like, make a stupid joke. Like, oh, right. Yeah. His last What's name? insulting yeah. about a giant Am dick? Like, <laughs> he got photographed by paparazzi, and apparently he wasn't wearing uh, underwear, so you could just fully see the outline of his crank. And so, of course, the tabloids, like, blew it up. Like, so it was a picture of him and Jennifer walking, uh-huh. and then they blew it up in a bubble next to it, and you, 
You really just you see really can't even see cock, that. And it's and it's it is it is exactly the kind of cock you think that guy would have. He has done he's got Draper's a nice cock. one. He's got a nice one. And, like, and and did that happen the so, same day that Michael Clark Duncan died? That would be too much. Do you think he absorbed his soul? Every morning he should get up and thank Draper with the Don Draper's cock. What happens when Don Draper's cock gets haunted by the ghost of the guy from the Green Mile? Hung like a ham. I went the opposite. I thought he like he called dibs on Michael Clark's Duncan's dig. <laughs> he was number one of the transplant list. Celebrities can do he's that. He's not gonna need this. I'll Celebr- just say celebrities that. Celebrities can do that. But he, um, but yeah. So Jonah was talking about, it and he, jo- Jonah was saying like that there are just some guys who are like, really, he gets that too. Like, yeah. You know, he's funny and he's handsome and he gets a huge dong. Yeah. Well, some people. What did you What did you do with Marin? Where you think he went too far? Oh, uh, I saw we were doing a we were doing the FYF fest, and I was like, he was like, you're worried about how you're gonna do, and I was like, yeah, and he goes, uh, you're worried, you're wondering. I bet I think you'll do well because they're they're really gonna like uh, needy, goofy uh, dummies or something. Yeah, and then uh, which people laughed. He said it better than that, and I was like, well, then they're gonna love you. Mm. It doesn't feel right when I do it. You know? <laughs> like immediately, I just bailed on it. I was like, uh, you know. I'm on one shoulder, he's on the other. It's funny how with comics there's that that that, that version of like wrestling. Yeah. Where at a certain point it's like, ha, this is fun. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just what went the too fuck, far. Dude? Yeah, come on, man. You that's off limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle, oh, I didn't know. Uncle, uncle. Yeah, I didn't realize. I'm so sorry. I don't want to change the dynamic. I like being made fun of by you people that I respect. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know if that's what it was, but I but I always I always kind of felt bad about it. Like I don't. I shouldn't feel bad. I don't. She, I honestly don't think. She is so used to all that. Yeah. Back and now, Chris, forth. I don't work there, but I think that's what did it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's time to break up with Chris. Did well, you I don't normally. I don't normally. I mean, it's just I'm not an insult comic, and so if I, I when I when I step out of what I normally do and I do something, I always feel bad because I always feel like, oh, I just resorted to a cheap shot. When yeah. I don't do, that's not what I do. I have horrible moments. One of my least favorite moments was I, I was I was talking about. I'll never forget this. Because I made like kind of a homophobic joke. Because I was bombing, horribly bombing. I love that the AC went off for my tender story. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, do you guys, I was just doing that thing that comedians do when they're just eating shit and I'm doing 20 minutes. And I was like, do you guys have any Chinese restaurants here? Just trying to get any response. And someone goes, yeah, cream of some yum guy, right? Yeah. And then I go, Oof. you eat there a lot, sir. <laughs> and it like destroyed and in the only laugh that I got in 30 minutes, I was just like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I made the worst, the cheapest, yeah. cheap, homophobic bullshit. Like, I and played sweaty. him at his game. Like, he totally reached for that. Like, well, yeah, I know. He forced it. And then I was like, I'll join you in your riff. <laughs> and, then, and then you get mad because you let him drag you down to his he level. Did. And then I had to, like, continue with my act. Which was Where was like, this? That was in Peoria, Illinois. There's actually a video of me online called Pete Holmes Bombing, which is made from not is that, that the show, jukebox? but one of the shows. It's not at the jukebox. It's at Brewster's, which is now closed. Oh, so did someone uh, record that and put it online? I recorded it. And, and you put it online. It, edited it. We need to find a way in English to That's not the worst that. word. Edited edit it. And edit. 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 You just need to edit, edit out the ED at the end. <laughs> edit it. Oh, edit it. Yeah. Uh, but I put it together with the worst moments, the dry mouth, the stammering, the pandering. If I had that moment, I don't know if I would have been ballsy enough to. Have you had any moments? Have you guys had any moments like that recently? <laughs> Were you just like any, any sweat moments? I'm trying to think. They're always, they always pop up somewhere. You're never immune to them. Yeah, it's, it, it's more me than anything they would notice. 
because I'm still like, I, I I fucking hate when I see somebody with their arms crossed, and oh. I will I will concentrate on them, and I'll let them almost ruin a set, like. Uh, you know, where I'm getting angry and they don't even know, you know, that, and the rest of the crowd doesn't know, but I've had a lot of that a couple of times lately where it's like, you know, I, I focus on them and I, I, all the other people, like there could be a guy next to, if there's an old lady doing this and if there's a guy next to her, like almost pissing his pants or like falling out of his chair. I won't even notice him. You just yeah. want to break. Just you just totally... want to get into that woman's head. Yeah, and uh, I, I let it. Uh, I, I let it bug me, but I, I hope it doesn't. Like I, I hope most of the time people don't notice me do it. But I, I, I feel I think like you I still notice do it more that. because yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what your intentions are. But most people, and also you, you have enough. You have enough tools in your comedy kit after doing stand-up for so long yeah. that you can you can misdirect and trick. I'm afraid I'm going to snap. Like, I'm getting really close because I've been doing so much road lately. Yeah. And that, uh, the net, because I did snap a couple weeks ago in Denver. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comedy Works? Yeah. And, and it was the center up there. Yeah, uh, downtown. Great club. Yeah. And uh, the show was fucking awesome, but I'm doing this joke. Uh, I have this big chunk now where it's just about how much I hate myself and how gross I am. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and it's like... Wow. The, the, Doing old material. Yeah, well, no, the whole shit on the back thing is part of that. And it's just, you know, my balls have gotten bigger. My, uh, you know, I, I try to fart and it, it turns into shit. And just, I, I fucking <laughs> hate myself so much. And I'm talking about that. And I'm just saying, I've actually said a couple of times at this point how gross I am. And I hear this woman, and not everybody else can hear, but she says... To her friend, once she goes, he's gross, and I hear, her, and uh, oh no, it fucking pisses me off because I'm in my head. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. telling you this. All this material is about. Then she does it again. She does it a third time, and I fucking lost it because she even raised her voice the third time because she wanted me to hear it. Then, oh, uh... and the whole crowd was on my side, but it was one of those, and I'm still never like. Mm. I hate hecklers because I just think it's like the fucking rudest thing in the world. So I'll go from, hey, isn't this fun? To, I want to fucking hit you with the mic stand. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, the the thing how you were talking about, like being kind of scared of me, I, yeah. I've, I know that I have that. Yes, I, I have a little bit of that of... I'm fucking almost seven feet tall. Yeah. I could fucking kill you. Yeah, it's like Santa. Well, you know, like talking during anybody is bad, but really talking during me, yeah. I look like a mental patient. Yeah, and I'm fucking huge. Right. I've never punched anybody, <clears throat> but I could hug you to death. Right. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. Wow. Like, and I have a little bit of that. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, the heckling doesn't bother me because I do a lot of crowd work, and 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 so I kind of like weaving in and out yeah. and stuff. And I find that sometimes, actually, my a lot of times my actual written jokes. It's just it's hard for me to follow crowd work with written jokes when oh, you go yeah. back into because then there's that shared experience where yeah, people are yeah. in the moment and they love it, and then you're like, and now here's the <laughs> sandwiches are strange, and, you know. And so, but the, the 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 one kind of heckler that I can't stand is the fucking drunk person who is just dismissive and over it, like not someone oh. who's. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm having fun. I'm shouting back. Hey, we're all in a thing. It's just a sort of like, ugh, whatever. You know, like oh, those yeah, kind yeah. of people, I fucking, I can't. I had a, a Lakeshore, which is a great fucking Chicago. theater in Chicago. This guy was going, tsh, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? After punchlines. Oh, that, that's worse than saying, you fucking suck. Like, yeah. you know, or I hate you. Like, that's just you? doing that sh- that dismissive. Like dismissive yeah. Yeah. That's oh. contempt. He has contempt for you. Yeah. That's what that sound is. That's an eye roll. Yeah, or like the jokes roll. were too easy right. or whatever. I also like, hate the. Fuck you. I. Yeah, uh, and I, I I have to watch this because for some reason that, that sound like the, hissing. No, it's not hissing. <laughs> like I'll be like, and that's when my boner fell off or whatever. Some joke, and people are like, "Oh, it's like air being let out of a balloon." I say, I say, I would rather silence than one person letting the air out of a tire. We were expecting something different. Yeah, or what about this? Ha. Yeah. yeah, where but like you but that's can a hear comedian. there could be three hundred <laughs>, laughs at once, and then you hear that like even though most like regular people well, that's ears dismissive. probably aren't tuned to that. You know what I mean? That's dismissive. That kind of ha is dismissive because yeah, yeah. it's like I get it. I see what you yeah, did yeah. there. It's that's not dismissive. only do I not like it, but I don't want you to think that I that you think that I didn't get it. I right. get it. I reject it, and I want you to know that this is near the sound you'd like to hear. Right. Here, and all these other people are wrong. All the other people. Yeah. The, the reaction, the reaction yeah, yeah. that sends me into an almost rage is if I say something that's not really that offensive, but for whatever reason, an audience just goes. Ooh, yeah. and I'm like, I didn't even say anything yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to the words, <laughs> yeah. you would know that I, that was not remotely what uh, you thought it right, was. Right. And when that happens early on in a set, don't you just want to go like, thank you, goodnight. Fucking, no, no, you want to go Jesselnik on him. You want to go fucking. <laughs> you think that's bad? I'm going to talk about babies being raped. Like, you know <laughs> well, what I mean? Well, like, I, I saw, I saw, I saw. Uh, David Taylor had a set once. Maybe it was at the Comedy Store. But the crowd, it was just like that kind of crowd, and they were just fight, being difficult and fighting him. And he seriously, and then ended up being hilarious, hilarious. He was like, you guys don't even understand. What, when I'm on stage and you're behaving this way, I want to fucking literally murder. All, I am picturing your blood painting the back oh, of the room right totally now. Like he just, you know. I've said stuff close to that. Yeah, yeah, about because hecklers. Because you, <laughs> you're just in that sort of heightened emotional moment. And then if someone is dismissive of the fact that you're like, and it is kind of a spoiled arty thing, like, I'm doing my art, stop it. Sure. But it does take a lot of effort, and it's a lot of emotional effort, and you know, doing seven shows in a weekend is very draining. And yeah. the least that you ask of an audience is just like, look, this is a relationship. I'll do my part. You just have to do a little bit of your part, and everything's going to be fine. Right. And when people show up and right. they don't want to do that, it's like, come on, everyone else is on board. Right. You know, there's a fun story. Uh, Wine, it's hashtag whiny comic. No, no, no. The other, the other side of that, the kind of self-deprecating, because I was thinking about this when you were saying it, Brian, is that I will also focus on one person not laughing. There's a funny story Mulaney told me about this guy killing in stand-up New York, and except for the person in the front row. And he's destroying. And this one guy, no laughs at all. And the comedian leans down to talk to him and says... I agree with you, pal, but I think we're outnumbered. <laughs> Which I think is like the best. Well, that's response. such a positive. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I, I, I really appreciated that. <laughs> but but I, don't, I also feel pure rage, too. Don't get me wrong. I want to light people on fire all the time. Yeah, and, and so we know Ron, Ron goes after the crowd, too. No yeah, way. Ron's a real rage tornado. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't picture you going after the crowd in a, in a rage. No, I usually, do. I mean, I just try to keep to myself and what I'm doing. But the same thing, if someone's being dismissive or if they're just being ooey and making groans, for no, looking for keywords, yeah. instead of listening to what I'm saying, then I'll go off the handle real quick. Really? Yeah. 
Really? I can't imagine that. I had uh, this one story was really, um, it was it's March 1st, and that'll come into play. Uh, <laughs> it was this bar that used to be a date? bank. Why am I telling you the date? <laughs> Wait, guys, I just learned about plot. This is going to come into play later. <laughs> so, <laughs> date in the first act. I'm going to put a gun out. <laughs> And so I'm doing this gig just in like Tacoma, Washington somewhere, and it used to be a bank and then became a bar called The Vault, and it was just horrible and nobody was enjoying me at all, and I was doing the first five minutes, and then these two two very flamboyant black guys start coming in, and they're just like, oh, you doing your comedy thing? Oh, that's cool. Keep it up. Susan, you see him doing his comedy thing over there? Just talking to everyone in the whole club louder than my set. And then I'm just going like, oh, it's only been a couple of days past Black History Month and I hate niggas again. (laughs) 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 Holy shit. It did not get this reaction. What did they say? <laughs> They're like, oh no. <laughs> did that, did, did that, they react? <laughs> they just kept talking. And I did my set. Did they I, hear you? Yeah, they heard me. <laughs> but they were not concerned about me. So I just ran into my van and got stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Every Ron Funch's story ends that way. <laughs> Good or bad? <laughs> That's the signature on his email. Fucking amazing. I, I, love, I love every piece of that. You are running to a van to get stoned. Every piece of that is gorgeous. I need to be in my van now. <laughs> For those of you not familiar with the wonderful Ron Funches, he is black. Yes. <laughs> so he's allowed to say that word. Oh, yeah, that story went You're so lucky. You get to use the N word, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. You get to make black history jokes. Pete, I think they bought it. Thank God. Chris, I'm sorry I have to go. Is this the kind of podcast where we can discuss that openly? Like, I mean, it can be a part of the show where I go, I have to go. And then the people are like, I liked uh, Minute 54 where Pete left. But then it went on to this great story where Mira knew more pizzas. Right. Oh. Still does it, Myra. Myra. I don't give a fuck what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> do you really have to go, Pete Holmes? I do. I'm sorry. I kind of want him to go now. Oh, uh, shit. I th- you know what? Pete, do you mind? Um... <laughs> Pete, it's been a very interesting comedy competition. Uh, this Dung. is part of the podcast. <laughs> Ron, Who will go home? Fortune, you have both interesting stories. Brian, you were in a car accident, so you have that. Matt Myra, you don't qualify because uh, you're part of this show. You're a co-host. So the person that we choose to give the sad face to... Pete Holmes. Oh. I have to give back my microphone. <laughs> you have to give back. No, you still have to pack up your knives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a laugh you could end the whole show on. If we got all leave. <laughs> Can I plug my special? It's in Austin on October 23rd, and I'll be doing it in LA on October 20th at the Improv. No, you can't plug it. <laughs> I'm so sorry I have to go. It's so stupid. Thanks That's for all right. Thanks for, thanks for being here, Pete Holmes. Okay, everybody. We're going we're gonna to wrap it up soon. I'll just wrap yeah, it up. Intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, want, you want to record your podcast intro here on this podcast? Uh, this is a great new episode. What's up, weirdo? <laughs> I'll be your music fan. <laughs> 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 Thanks, everybody. Bye, Pete Holmes. Yes. Bye. See you later, Holmesies. <laughs> Never been called Hardies before Hardies. in my life. I, I just I, I wanted to get to to you about like what how you deal with that. 
with that stuff. Are people are people generally cool, or do you, you get disrespectful? Um, I mean, it depends on where I am. I do a lot of self-deprecating humor, so I'll get like the aww, and I hate that because I'm uh, like, obviously yeah. I'm okay with this. That's why I'm talking <laughs> about it, and they're immediately they're like, no. Inside too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is the audience. Oh, please stop. You're a firework. Oh, you're making it so I much worse. Just go and just laugh. Ha oh, ha. She's in on the joke. Come on. That's the deal we made. <laughs> yeah. You come here, I say yeah. things, you laugh. And I, get, and I get it more and more now because they think that I'm like being hard on myself. I'm like, no. Where do you find that though? Like, what is there a particular area? Like, well, I, I think now, like, w- it, people see me on the show on Chelsea or whatever, and uh-huh. so they, they like think of me as like, oh, like you know, fun, silly fortune. We like her, like. And then so when I make fun of myself, they feel the need to protect me all of a sudden. I'm like, that's not yeah. what we're doing here. Is it? Is it? Guys. It feels like it might be middle-aged Southern women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, bless her heart. Honey, you right. gotta love you. You're like, I do. It's just a giant comic. I think you need to talk to somebody because, you know, you're just a real good person. I <laughs> want you to think high, better of yourself. There's someone out there for you. I know it. <laughs> you don't find yourself thing? a husband. Okay, I don't think you're listening. I'm like, wait a second. You really don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not with that attitude, you're not going to find a man. Okay, you're really not listening to what I'm saying. You're really not listening. Uh, <laughs> I get that same thing, but it's mostly other nerds or, like, nerdy women who would fuck me, maybe. Oh. So uh-huh. when I'm saying how ugly I am, they're like, nah. Like, Wait, I ran you. into with you at uh, at uh, the Helium. Yeah. And it was, like, these, these cool girls that ran a food truck. You know, the Betty Page shit, they're covered in tattoos. Yep. And they have a crush or whatever. I don't know. I'm just assuming because it was so weird. But it's happened a lot since then. But that was like one lunchbox yeah, purse. I, yeah, I remember it was that, that kind of thing where, and it kind of threw off my set because, like I was saying earlier, my whole set now is basically how much I hate myself and how gross I am. So, like, to have somebody going, no, we You're like ruining you. It. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, fucking shut up and laugh with all the other people who do think I'm gross. And it was, after, it was like after every joke, too. That yeah, was the yeah, part where it was, yeah, it was oh, like, yeah, yeah. they're not just disagreeing. They're just like, no, we re- we want to fuck you. Yeah, and you're yeah. handsome. And you need to know it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take you in our food truck. <laughs> I get a lot of rowdy people now, too, because of Chelsea. I get her fans, so yeah. they're all drunk. They, they think that I'm, like, drunk the whole time. So I'll be telling jokes, and they'll yell punchlines or, like, be, like, you know, just wanting to party with me. I'm Shit. like, all right, well, let's, let me finish yeah. this. And, like, I was at the – I did the comedy store La Jolla a couple weeks ago, and a guy, like, every joke was just, like, yelling the punchline. I'm like, all right, this is – Stop! <laughs> and like, Where's Chewie? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then finally they they escorted him out. I didn't ask him to. I was like, whatever. They they took him out or whatever. After the show, I come out and he's standing outside. I'm like, oh shit! I'm about to get beat up by dude. This is not gonna be fun. And he's like. I'm your biggest fan. I'm like, oh, why are you ruining my show? He thought he was helping. Yeah. He was just, just wanted to be involved. Worst hecklers of all are the helpers. Mm. Right. I've always fucking hated them the most. Of, I yeah. love you. Well, then shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, but oh, they like just, you know, else. it's just, I think, like, I think they feel like they're a fan of yours and they want to connect with you and they f- f- probably feel like, well, I'm never going to get one-on-one time with this person. So I'll connect with them. I think in their head, they think 
they're going to shout something, and you're going to go, oh, my God, that was inspired. <laughs> and then right. you'll be clinking glasses later. Right. But you know? that's <laughs> never, ever, ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I don't want to meet them after the show. <laughs> oh, wait, I have a question. I have a question about Rhodes, because you're really tall and Melanie's really small. So what? how big do you think he's going to be? Um, he's in the, like... It's a thing I'd never even heard of till I had a kid. You know, the percentiles. He's in the 95 percentile. So he's going to be a big kid. Oh, he is. And okay. he's already got, like, uh, my poor guy. He's already got my body shape. At least he doesn't have my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, come on. Shut the fuck no, up. No, buddy. You're <laughs> good. You're beautiful. Oh, you're really He's got cute. my wife's adorable looks, but, like, my body type. And he's, like, super white. Yep. Uh, and uh, red hair, and he's, you know, can't go outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just can't fried. do Ron's heckler material. But he's got, like, yeah, he's got, like, the long torso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says the N-word a lot around the house. <laughs> when he says it at CPK, people kind of... <laughs> that kid's t- way too white to be saying that word. You learned it from Ron Funchy. He says he's pulling the you. black card. We're like, it doesn't work like that. No, you don't just get to do that. Uh, what about your son? He's a- Doing great. He's nine. I saw him recently because he lives in Oregon still. Okay. And I'm here in LA. And I let him drive my friend Ganja John's car without his notice. And I'm just going to say it here. <laughs> and he loved it. You oh. let a nine year old drive a car? I hadn't seen him in several weeks. <laughs> so that was how you You're get like, I owe you. <laughs> All right, buddy. Do you want to do something illegal? He's going to figure out because Daddy's got a six week pass. <laughs> he's going to figure out that if he doesn't see you, for longer periods of time and he gets cooler and cooler activities. Oh, he already knows. I just talk to him every other day and he just gives me a list of video games to buy him. Oh, shit. That's about it. It lets me know what's out and what's coming soon. <laughs> Daddy, Borderlands 2 is coming. <laughs> I about. think Anja John would be okay with you, buddy. <laughs> He might be. Ganja John's in my act uh, for having, uh, uh, he has uh, a fake eye. And he has a real eye. He has one real one. <laughs> Who the fuck is Ganja Why do John? I, I, I'm so, such a pessimist. He has a fake eye. He, <laughs> <laughs> he has a real eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> he has one real one. Another one fake one. And uh, no, it's a true story. And uh, I felt really bad about telling this story. And then I saw him up in Portland. And I'm like, hey, man, you're in the act. Is that okay? And he's like... Fuck yeah. And then I just saw him again. And he's like, my dad's so proud of me that I'm in your special. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Because he took his fake eye out while we were high as fuck. Were you in that yeah. circle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I did not deal with it well. <laughs> I don't think I would deal with it well either. <laughs> when you're high, you're like, I must be really high. It looks like yeah. you just pulled your eye out of your head. Oh, that's true. And I wrote, like, well, it's basically a 10-minute bit telling that whole story and then, you know, going past it. But he's been totally cool with it. So if he's okay with me telling everybody he has a fake eye, he's all right with uh, an adorable child driving his car. Yeah, around a, very fast around a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in a parking lot, so uh, he's safe. Fine. It, he tried to make it not safe. reach the pedals, but... He tried to make it not safe. Well, I think we're about at the end of our uh, of our show. Uh, this is really fun. I it I haven't really we haven't really done like a, a no, comedy I mean, dog pile no, show no, like this. No. And I really it's a lot of fun. And it was great because it wasn't. It totally, you know, when you get a lot of comics together, it could totally have been like everyone on top of each other. Well, if Jonah Ray were here, yeah, yeah. 
And seriously, when Pete left, it's kind of yeah, loosened up a little. Yeah, it's been better, right? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's the only part of the podcast he will listen to. <laughs> He's gonna fast forward. <laughs> what do they say without me? I wonder what they said without me. Why is and Chris doing an impression of me? Masturbate while he listens to himself. <laughs> <laughs> is it weird that I masturbated to you doing an impression of me? I don't know what that makes me. The YouTube video of him bombing is playing in the background. He's just crying. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the, so the show in L.A. is at Club Nokia on the 21st, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all you guys and Arch Barker as well. Yes. Uh, that's going to be a fucking awesome show, I think. And Kyle, and Kyle Kinane? Kyle Kinane. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's and a fucking Kinane. crazy solid show. Yeah. That's awesome. So people can leave when I get up and talk about my balls because <laughs> you'll have had enough comedy. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I, 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 I think I'm in town the 21st. I'll, I'll come watch. Oh, okay. I'll do a guest set. All right. Yes. Are you sure you want me to do a guest set? You have a lot of comics on. Uh, We're promoting it now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so basically it's like a bringer room. I have to bring my podcast audience to get to perform the show. No, I I don't want to. I wouldn't (laughs) want to. I wouldn't want to. No, I want you to. It's my thing. But you have already a lot of comics on there. I don't want to. I don't want to take up your stage time. Maybe Chris Hardwick will be there. Uh, It's possible, but it's it's a fucking full show. Come to the show, guys. Good to see you guys. Thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having us. Enjoy your burritos, everybody. Oh, and it's uh, Riot LA, right? Did we say that? It's part of Riot LA. Oh, okay. So uh, they're doing shows that whole week. Do you know about that? It's that uh, comedy like, festival. Um, indie comedy or alternative comedy festival, right? For lack of a... Are we still calling ourselves alternative? I the word always feels fucking, weird coming out of my it. mouth, but I don't know what else to like. I've hated just, it since the '90s, but I, I think eventually grunge bands start calling themselves grunge <laughs> bands. Too, <but laughs> we all just yeah, admit that that's did, what people yeah, call yeah, it. We yeah. don't know what else to call it. <laughs> <laughs> we need another name, but I don't know what that I don't know what that name is yet. New comedy and you. Yeah. I hate it so much. The two dots over the U. I do new comedy. It's new. New comedy. Wait, so it's just comedy? Well, sort of. It's new comedy. <laughs> Try to explain alternative comedy to someone, and it sounds like you don't really do comedy. Well, yeah. it's like for a certain kind of. Oh, okay, so it's not. Yeah, well, yeah but it's like nerds. And, oh, so it's not really. A, so you really don't do comedy. It's not do you? really. A, <laughs> fine. Do you love. I know we're trying to end, That's but. Do you love that there's nerd rooms everywhere now, or nerd shows? Yeah, of course. I mean, because, I mean, like the the most fun shows we get to do are at comic cons. Like when yeah. you get when you get when you get our crowd together and everyone's firing on all cylinders and they get every reference and like it's just it. I feel like it's cheating a little bit because it's like well we're just performing for our friends, but it's right. so much fucking fun. I I far prefer it. We can get right, applause but rooms around the country Belvedere now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was at Virginia Beach and it's like these guys, these comics come up and they go, yeah, we do the nerd show here at the Improv every Sunday. And it's like, it, fucking, why didn't that exist? I guess we had to make it. <laughs> we had to make it exist first. You had to build it. Yeah. Well, but you know, like it, it, in all seriousness, something like you know, guys like Cross or guys like you touring comedians of comedy. You you guys inspired. Like you you know you took no, that's what I mean. you took yeah, those shows just... that you know that we were doing in small rooms in New York and L.A. and and put it uh, made it public. Right. And so made it public for people just to, to see, like, oh, that's a thing. So. You know, it really, you know, yeah, you actually, I'd, I'd say you have a lot of responsibility <laughs> in that. You're sort of, you guys are sort of the godfathers of, of that, I, I would say. So, nice. thank, well done. Oh, thanks. 
That's one good thing. Now, when you when you when when they said that, do you say kneel before Zod? <laughs> no, because like when we, I always thought of, I used to do a joke about the alternative thing. I always thought of myself as the Fredo Corleone <laughs> of the alternative scene. Like I barely fit into that because I was a brick wall comic before I was an alternative comic. You know, like yeah, but a lot of guys I did were Star Search ninety five and shit. I know, you know? but so a lot like, of guys were because that's I mean Doug yeah, Benson yeah, and Dana true. Gould and yeah. like all of them because that's all that was and available. Janine even and Janine. Yeah. Janine, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all that was available before then. So our Michael Corleone, she started on like the comedy. That's how I saw her was uh, you know doing Comedy Channel, going, "Who's that cute girl talking about swatches?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she seems weird. I think I like her. Oh my god, is she wearing a dress in Doc Martens? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is crazy. That's what I would do if I were a lady. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by Hover.com. Hover is domain name registration and management that is simple. For 10% off your new domain, go to hover.com slash Nerdist. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.